Hi, Chloe. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Sorry, this is the third time we've tried this. We're having a very difficult recording day. We're delirious. Yeah, we're a both super bit. tired. It's been a rough week. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about this week because today's Monday. I'm talking about all last oh, week. <laughs> yeah, no, the previous week mm-hmm. um, was full of AC outages. Yeah, our AC was out. It was awful. Just a bunch of BS Mm-mm. like that. Tell you something you don't want your AC to be out in July in South Carolina. Yeah, it's in the low country. It it probably was miserable. I avoided this house. Well, Chloe does not live with I us. Live. She didn't have to be here. <laughs> so I just stayed away the best yeah. I could. So I haven't been over here in Quite like a rude. week. You should have come and suffered with us. I know I should have. All right, Chloe. Guess what we're talking about today? Oh, I know we're already. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Guess what? We've already talked about it three <laughs> times. All right. Okay. First of all, welcome to true crime family time. Uh, Chloe this, wants to change the name. I want to change the name. Okay. I think we should just shorten it to true crime family because that's most often what I would say. We're no. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> we're gonna talk about it maybe we'll put a poll out talk or something on instagram no you just named it. you can't do this also i will mention that I, I mentioned this the other time we recorded but she switched the story on me today i researched the other story that i wanted to do and she said oh i pick something else i'm sorry <laughs> So, Listen, and I have the notes written on the other one, too. However, I had to fly this week, and so I downloaded this documentary on Hulu. It was awesome, and I was like, oh, I have to write a thousand notes on this, too, on the plane, and it was so good, and I have never heard of it before. I don't think my mother sleeps ever. No, I love to sleep. This was not, this is during the day. I was like, what do, you, what do you think I'm up at night writing? I do Sometimes. not. Are you kidding? Chloe Smith, how long have you known me? <laughs> 21 years baby i enjoy going to bed at 9 p.m well i do get up very early i don't live here so i don't know okay, well, like i that. don't stay up in the nighttime i like to sleep a lot and then my body naturally just, wakes me up at 5 30 a.m to say was that I didn't think you were sleeping very much right now oh yeah definitely not right now okay I'm loopy. so there's no there was no follow-up on that oh sorry anyway we've gotten <laughs> off track again may cut that out we'll see oh heavens okay so we are oh good heavens discussing the documentary 548 days abducted online the story of patricia aguilar that takes place in elche spain from 2017 to about 2019 and this girl gets lured into a cult online this and is it is terrifying t- absolutely terrifying it's so scary but i had never heard of it it's also all in spanish does so she, does she survive yes <gasps> it's all in spanish so i did subtitles the whole time and it still was like even i understand some spanish words but not all but i was still able to follow and like it's such a good story i don't know i just really liked it well it's just it's Props to you for going through. Thank you. And doing all the research on this it's case really I didn't know that we were going to be doing. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So January 7th, 2017, uh, the Aguilar family, who is Rosa, the mother, Alberto, the father, and their eldest child, Patricia, 
she has just turned 18 recently and she does have other siblings. They're not really in the documentary and they just come through celebrating Christmas. It's their favorite holiday. They own their own bakery. So Christmas week is a huge, busy week and they make a lot of money from that week. So they had taken that money. They had put it at home, hidden it in a closet to be able to deposit on Monday. Like this is the weekend. So they so they, they didn't all, want to keep it in their store. They had all cash transactions. Yeah, evidently. And this was when? I mean, but it's in a little town in Spain. That might might be how they operate. I have I no keep idea. I forgetting that this is in Spain. Yeah, this isn't here. You're and right. that might just be how they are. Maybe they did have credit they card sales and they just had a bunch of cash as well. So they had all this cash. It was like six to seven thousand euros. And oh, wow. they put it in a closet. For safekeeping, they didn't want to keep it at the store. So Rosa, the mom, is getting ready to get the money and get it ready for deposit on Monday. And they go into the closet and it's gone. And they're like, crap, we've been robbed. What the heck? And then they also had a thought that maybe. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) What the heck? Also, maybe Patricia had a friend and she brought it, you know, a friend over and maybe that friend took it. So they start calling and texting her and she's not answering. So then we go back a little bit and learn that Patricia is the eldest child, like I said, of Alberto and Rosa. She's extremely artistic, super duper shy. She does not have many friends. She's really into rock music. Is it manga? 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 M-A-N-G-A? I should have looked up how to spell that. I'm sorry. That is like um, anime. Anime. Yes. Okay. I think it's manga. Just manga. Just a type of anime. Yeah. I have no idea. Don't. So she wears all black, which I like to wear a lot of black, so I can't say anything about that. Exactly. But um, yeah, for real. I know. I know. When I was a goth in high school. Mm-hmm. Chloe was goth for a while. I was though. really goth. Mm-hmm. I love her. So on this day, though, she had been invited to a birthday party and a sleepover with some new friends. And her mom. Now, in the documentary, we're getting her mom. Her dad's point of view. They're all talking. Mom, dad, her cousin, who we'll meet in a little bit. And we're getting all of them. I loved seeing them talking in their faces and how all this rolls out. But she was saying she was so excited about her daughter having friends and going to a birthday party. She was like, yes, go to the. And also she's 18. So yeah, go to the birthday party and have fun. So then the next day when she should have been home, they start calling about the money. She is not answering the phone. Like, not answering, not texting. At first, they're like, well, you know, it's fine. And then after a little bit, because she has always previously gotten back, like every single time she gets back, she comes home. She's not, you know, she's not one to like just go out and stay out. I don't know what the laws are over in Spain, but I'm already thinking since she's 18, Mm -hmm. they're not going to. Yeah, 18 is of age to leave, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. So same in Spain. Exactly. Oh, that's the worst. And you know, like, we hear all these stories and the parents are always like, mm-hmm. I know my kid wouldn't just leave. I wish they'd go with what the parents feel. feel yeah, like, it's a gut feeling. <laughs> God would come up and be like, yeah, but has Chloe ever run away before? Yes. And but I'd she be like, wouldn't do it like that. I would be like, mm, no, but she says I kicked her out of our house. Which I did not, by the way. This is a very... You definitely did. Didn't, like, literally would never, ever kick my child out of the house. And that is what this little girl right here at 14 years old went and told her friend's mother. And I would go, I would I would pack a bag when I was really mad at you guys at night and sneak out of <laughs> the door. Chloe! And then I'd walk down the sidewalk and then I'd be like, 
it's, I don't want to do this. And I'd go back inside. And you guys, I was well, like, that's terrifying. So you could have been terrifying? kidnapped a million times. At least. That's, at least, that's great. At least a so million. So glad to hear how good of a parent we were. You guys I were was. great parents. I just was really <laughs> sneaky. Chloe was, I got Chloe tattoos was a, before listen, I was 18. Chloe was a handful. <laughs> but A handful. Know. Look at her now. She's thriving, thriving. living life, doing great. Like, doing a true crime podcast and hopefully bringing some of her experience of being such a handful teenager to this podcast so we yeah. can teach other people what to look for. Yeah. And just ask me questions because I can just go back into that mindset, you know, mm-hmm. easily. What would I do? What, what would Chloe do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So after a while, they've been texting her and texting her. They finally get an odd text back that says, I'll be fine. I'll contact you in a few hours. Her mom was like, this does not sound like her at all. It's oh a very odd wording. Immediately, I'm saying as soon as she got this text, she goes to her room and tears it apart. Tears it apart looking for anything to help. That is exactly she has what a feeling. Do. She has this feeling something's wrong and she tears it apart. So she finds all kinds of stuff that she's never seen before. Drawings showing like esotericism, black magic, what? vibrations, inner worlds, words written over and over and over again like that. She finds a list of rituals, a baptism ritual, a wedding ritual, a ritual, an esoteric, which esoteric symbols to buy. She also weirdly finds ID photos of this adult woman as well. And that freaks her out a lot course, too. Yeah. So immediately... Rosa thinks this is her immediate thought right off the bat. This is a cult. She has been lured away by a cult. She, like, she r- knew it. Yep. A right mama, away. A mama always knows. Oh, God, this would have been bad for me. I can't imagine. Imagine like your heart, like when you f- are going through your child's room. Yeah. And you are finding all this stuff and your kid's just gone missing and you've gotten this weird text. Like her heart was probably. Oh, just like, no, you know the way your kid writes communicates and communicates. And writes. If Chloe wrote, I'll be fine. I'll contact you in a few hours. That That's sounds a- not like how Chloe talks. So I was looking at es- esotericism is a universal secret inner tradition. Some scholars have used Western esotericism to refer to inner traditions concerned with a universal spiritual dimensions of reality, as opposed to the merely external something else, exoteric religious institutions. This is about your inner self and trying to achieve, I think, self-awareness is the biggest thing. Interesting. Okay. So in theory, it sounds great. Yeah. But no, not, not it. This is not going to be culty. great. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. This is going to be real, real bad. So they share their concerns with authorities right off the bat. And the police tell tell them that Patricia would not be able to leave the area without an alert tripping. Now, I think because they put out a thing. So if her license had gone through somewhere, it would set off an alert. I got you. Yeah. If she went out of like their area. Okay. okay? Yeah. They also tell her, hey, drop the cult angle. This is not a thing. And your daughter's 18 years old. She's of age. You know, she's fine. This is what the police are saying? Yeah. To a mother that is has a missing child? Yes. Hey, drop the drop drop the cult angle. Okay? She's eighteen years old. And her mom's like, Well, you know what? She was underage like two weeks ago. Yeah, so, so how is this any different? Uh, That's the reason like the eighteen and older thing is so 
BS. It it's makes just, me so uh, mad. I mean, there's got to be a time when you're considered an adult, I guess. When but your brain is done developing. Isn't that so like, like 25, 26? 30? 31? 44? I don't know. I don't know. My brain's still going. All right. So then they just have to sit there. So for 12 days, they're trying to get in contact with her. She's missing. So and that was the only text she sent them. I believe so. I think everybody in her whole family, it keeps showing all these voicemails. So people are leaving her voicemails, voicemails, voicemails. Okay. And she's not getting back to anybody. So they go to the media instead. The family meets with an association called SOS. I know, I'm going to mess this up. Do your best, girl. Desa Parisidos, which is an association for the support and dissemination of cases of missing persons. So they help families get things together. So they helped them draft a social media action plan that included Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Patricia's face is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. Like, everywhere. And now we get to meet my favorite person in this whole documentary. It's her cousin, Noelia. Noelia is awesome, okay? She and Patricia are close, and she is really good with social media, tech, computers, and she has this dogged determination to find her cousin no matter what. Like, she is... I don't know if you listened to the podcast, I Think Not, used to be obsessed with Disappeared. They call it a down bitch. So anytime somebody within the story, a DB, a down bitch, like they take action. They're going to they're the ones who are like, she's missing. So we're going to help, you know, that kind of thing. So that is Noella. She would be the down bitch of this whole thing. So she immediately gets on all her social medias and she's able to find and print out tons of online conversations. Patricia is having with somebody named G. Mm -mm. Already. G man is a man he talks a lot about esotericism with her black magic and sends her like lists of books and they have just all these conversations grooming yeah 100 percent. and my heart these conversations started in 2016 so at the time she was like 16 17 years old yeah oh my god so this guy yeah absolutely so as noelle is going through these conversations with patricia's parents the word gnosis G-N-O-S-I-S, keeps appearing again and again and again. Noelia Googles it and finds endless blogs, videos, articles on this belief system, which is just like, I guess esotericism would be the overall, and these little things are the little facets of it. So like, just say, hmm, just say like religion, and then in it, like Catholicism, you know, I guess like different parts. So uh, Gnosis is a search for knowledge and truth, it claims to know the future. It's very apocalyptic driven. And so to be saved from this, to be saved from the apocalypse, you have to achieve self-awareness. And the way to achieve self-awareness is through sexual acts. So this was... Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Another, another, once again. Once again, another religion based off men... And telling people that they need, yeah, need for sex. <laughs> this is absolutely freaking bonkers. The only way they can get it, because they're so insecure and so feral, rat, gross, disgusting men, is by manipulating and grooming young women Awful. into their belief system. It's crazy. It's bonkers. And it happens so much. Oh, it's all the time. All the time. Yuck. Okay, so sexual acts. You also have to completely separate yourself from your family, friends, old belief systems. You have to sever all ties. Isolation. So yeah. 
This is just. I mean, we're going by the bite model here. This is classic. This is cla- This this is a religion based off abuse. Mm-hmm. Sick. It's awesome. That's great. Everything is awesome. What was that little Lego song? <laughs> Everything is cool. Okay. Around day 17, Noelia gets a text randomly from Patricia saying, don't worry about me. I'm happy and I'm not coming home. Good God. Noelia says, I do not believe you. Show us that you are okay. So Patricia sends a photo of herself and it has a, a little paper, I believe, with the date January 24th, 2017 on it. So she knows it's that day. And she sends her a voicemail saying, I'm fine. I am in Patisti, Romania. Noelia Googles Patiste. I think it was Patisti. And she finds out it's like negative 20 degrees there right now. And Patricia is wearing summer clothes in the picture. So Noelia is like, I know you are not in Romania, girl. Tell me where you are. And Patricia says, well, I'm actually traveling with a gypsy caravan through Europe. And I'm really happy. This is insane. Yeah. Then the coolest part of the first episode of this documentary in walks Patricia. She's here and she tells us so many things from her. Usually you don't get that side of it. How cool. Like she's going back now and telling us how it's happened, what's happening. And then throughout the documentary, it'll go back and forth. And it is horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah. But she's she was all in. So, she was sold out. She loved this guy. She just was mm-hmm. traveling with him, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we go back to day one, the day she left. Patricia took the bakery money and flew to... She took it? Yeah. He told her to take it. Flew to Madrid, Spain, and then on to Lima, Peru. She meets up with G, and, like, she is in love with this Who man. Who is this man? We'll find out in a little bit. Truly, like... We see and hear their messages back and forth, and she is, like, in love. Like, you know, for 18-year-old, in love with this man. Old and, yeah, he just groomed you over text for so long to be this, like... It's gross. To be... He's something... I hate his stupid guts. Okay, so G takes her to an apartment where there are two other wives there. As well as many young children. Patricia says, I knew about the other wives, because that's part of it, evidently. Yeah. But I didn't know there was going to be children there. And the apartment was very, very small. There were eight of them total in this apartment. And then, and she gets there and they all like love bomb her. She said, I felt oh, like yeah. I had sisters. He was so nice to me. The kids even were not, you know, she said she felt like they were family. This is terrible. Yeah, I hate it. Then she says, the apartment was so, so small, we barely had room to do the sex work. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Like, and it doesn't explain it yet. Like, is it sex work? Like, he's making her do sex work for money? Or is it the sex work, the sex magic that they're having to do to be self-aware with him. So it does not explain that yet. And I'm like, wait, what? it was such a throwaway line. She's like, yeah, and there just wasn't enough room to do sex work. I was like, what? You, what? What sex work, girl? Why are you? No. Why are you being made to do this? Okay. Yeah. So Patricia says she spent a lot of time online. She was an expert on the occult. Then she met G. He was able to teach her all about esotericism. 
it was only spirituality talk at first, and then he slowly starts bringing up the Gnosis way of esotericism, which requires sex acts to achieve self-awareness. Oh, right. He asks for pictures of her, <laughs> naked pictures of her, Gross. keeping in mind she was 16 years old at the time. A child. Mm-hmm. He referred to sex magic <laughs> as alchemy. And that he needed many wives to achieve um, this. So a man, a listen, a man, a man can move himself forward spiritually by himself. But a woman she must can, have a man to oh, help her. No, like she to. can't do that. I, that's how I feel all the time. I'm like, oh, I can't. I, I mean, I can't. Go to the grocery store. I need a man to help me. I need me. a man to help yeah. me so much. So makes um, sense. Valid. She, you know, all the wives, they can just have the one husband. <laughs> That's he gets to have many, many wives. Of course, right. But also, he had her do sex. I wrote he had her do sex work. Question mark. Yeah, Even though he says a woman is the temple, he's telling them you're just for me. A woman is the temple. So then I was confused about the I'm, sex work. I'm feeling like the sex work part was maybe him saying like, we it's like the work, yeah. like the maybe. religious aspect of it that kind of work uh, yeah which is even i mean i mean either still of weird. Those are so <laughs> don't really say that bad. don't is call it, it sex work either of them not great don't yeah. call your sex magic sex work please go into sex work <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it i don't like it in this context I'm going to sex work. <laughs> so all the wives are to be submissive and obedient of course mm-hmm. uh, he's no, no listen to this, this is bonkers he says he is jesus's redeeming twin and he oh. had been sent to judge them all. Please. So with the apocalypse near, they needed to populate the earth with as many children as possible. And sex alchemy was the key to everything. Is this sounding familiar to you? It sounds like the freaking IBLP. Literally. <laughs> A quiverful. Yeah. Like populate the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Patricia was sold on this. She she thought it was, yes, this is how it's supposed to be. And her whole goal was to get pregnant. This is this is crazy. And I wanted to say earlier, one of the wives' name is Paola. And she says she was so surprised at how young Patricia was. Really? But then she also knew that more wives were coming and they would be even younger. Oh. Can you believe that? And I bet like in the back of her mind, I mean, at that point yeah. you're so brainwashed, but she's, the back yeah, of and she's your got mind, kids with him. So in mm. the back of your mind, you're like, this is getting weirder and weirder. Yeah. It's but every disgusting. day. Oh, listen, this, it gets better. It gets better. Okay. So Patricia came to them as a teenager, obviously who had never drank or smoked anything she was like a really shy kid she didn't go out she didn't try any of these things but there were rituals outside of the sex magic that she had to participate in and this is through uh, ayahuasca is it ayahuasca oh my god i know ayahuasca yeah so he would usually drink it and he he would pour himself one finger's worth like how they count drinks he gave her five basically five shots her first time taking this. So she tripped. Oh my gosh. Bad. Yes. By the way, he is also giving this to, to the children. And what? Yes, like little children as well. Oh my God. It's, how traumatizing. It's horrifying. Can you imagine how scary that would be? Into your brain development? Mm. Like you're just, you're from those kids up. He is a mess. Oh um, man, I hate I wrote guy. that. Then she tripped out 
hardcore. Everything became an anime. She told us like everything was like an anime in her head and it was a nightmare and it was very, very scary and she couldn't move. And then while they were all on the Hiawaska, or is it Hiawaska? I, I don't know. Okay, I I'm, gonna, I'm pretty sure it's Hiawaska. Okay. Well, they're all doing that. And then he was shown that she was no longer Patricia. But she was now Sylvania. That was her new name Great. that she yeah, had to go by. Yeah, my name. Yeah, it's fine. That's cool. So back to cousin Noelia. She ends up finding a ton of Patricia's usernames and passwords. One username was Nickley Phil, T-H-I-L-L, a Facebook account that no one knew she even had. So Noelia skims over, she logs into that, skims over the friends list, and one man stands out because he's this older dude. I love, I love her. Me too. His name is Steven Martinez. So she looks on his profile. He has 3,000 Facebook friends, all of which were women and most of them were young girls. Figures. So Noelia creates a fake profile similar to Patricia's, and he accepts her friend request right away. Now, she, as she's scrolling along his Facebook homepage, he says things like, write me if you want to move in with me. Let me know if you want to come and live with me. And as she's scrolling down, she sees all these pictures of young girls, like in suggestive position, oh, like shit. young teenage girls, just suggestive pictures, you know. Do you know, do we know how old he is at this time? I'm not 100% sure, actually. I'd I mean, have to go back and. He's got, he's got to be in his like 30s, 30s I would say. Like, 30s, yeah, right? Okay. I would say 30. And I should know that. So she's throwing, scrolling through and then she sees patricia's pictures like she had posted on his wall and then she knew she knew she had found the guy right so her mom goes back through her room again and she finds this sick leave certification for a woman named paola passero and it gave so much information it gave her like social security number or something whatever similar they have Why did she it shows this? the hospital she worked at and then, so she was able to Google the hospital name and they found out it was Lima, Peru. But why would... Because then we find out because we have Patricia there. At one point, he had had Patricia create a fake leave of absence sick leave certificate for Paola to be able to leave work for a few weeks while they were setting up all this stuff in Peru. What? Because evidently, Patricia is really good with computer stuff. And so she just made this whole thing. And she's saying in the documentary, yeah, I made it. And then I stuffed it in a drawer and forgot about it. And I should have, I guess I should have thrown it away. I completely forgot. Holy shit. Wow. So they get the authorities involved again. And now they know where Patricia is. So we get a missing persons division, human trafficking department officer, Luis Alfonso Denegri. He's in Peru. And so. They call Paola and they're trying to get her to come in and talk to them with Stephen because they want to question her about Patricia and what's going on here. Okay. So Stephen and Patricia end up going to the station, not Paola. Wow. And so they go in, they talk to this guy, and he said, It's definitely a weird situation. Like you're looking at it and Patricia is talking and answering the questions and he keeps like grabbing her arm a little bit or like touching her leg, like coaching her when to talk, talk, when to shut up. And he said he got a bad feeling about it, but 
there's red flags, but also because Patricia's 18, she came in and said, I'm fine and I want my family to leave me alone. There's nothing they could do. Oh, she's literally consenting to what's happening around her. The police can't do, I mean. Mm -hmm. Damn. So it's not a crime, they said, and they let them go and there's nothing they can do. She doesn't qualify as a missing person. Meanwhile, Noelia has figured out Stephen's real last name is Manrique. They know that they are at the police station right that moment in Peru, and they were all near there, I believe, doing some, like, they were putting up posters in towns near there and stuff. And so they race to the police station to try to get to at least see Patricia. In the documentary, it's very, like, stressful a few minutes. They're calling each other back and forth, and they're just so sad and stressed, and they miss them totally. I mean, they're gone by the time they get there. So... It's very upsetting. And then Rosa said, she, yes, she's of legal age, but she's still my little girl. It's just, she's still a child. At exactly. 18, you're still a child. So the SOS place that they went with earlier suggests a different tack. Expose Stephen Martinez as a cult leader on the news and talk show circuit. Yes. So they all go in there. Noelia, Alberto, Rosa, Take him down. Like, go on the air. It makes it to Peruvian television, where Patricia is. And Stephen gets really, really paranoid and angry. Like, she's never seen him before. He's been love bombing up until this point. He flips the flip out, (laughs) packs everything up, takes everyone but Patricia. He leaves her there on the streets and tells her, you're going to stay on the streets until you fix this. You need to fix it. You need to call the news and fix it. Holy shit. I know. What an asshole. He sucks. So she does. <laughs> she goes and we see it. She goes on a morning news show and she tells everyone she's totally fine. She willingly went to Peru. She is not in a Gnostic cult. Then she proceeds to go off on her family. And this is the most devastating thing I've ever oh, seen. Okay. She's saying it. It's all being recorded. So they're playing it back right now for her mom and dad, like during the documentary, and her. And they're all crying. She, You can tell she feels like, just awful. I, I cannot believe I did this. Exactly. So listen to the things she says. It's actually terrible. So she proceeds to say that her dad abandoned her. Her mom's a terrible mother, addicted to gambling, never fed her. That her grandmother had to practically raise her and so much else. It was like awful. She, just that her home life was so bad that she had to run away. Her parents are devastated. And despite people having known them for a long time, they get they suspicion believe. cast on them a little yeah. bit. Like even the mother-in-law called Alberto and was like, is this true? Are y'all Were y'all yeah. uh, not like paying attention to her or feeding her? I mean, it's... They were a happy family. And yes, she was shy and all of that, but they were like a happy family. They got along well. He just ripped their family apart. Like He did. So it sucks. They're they're close now. Then she leaves like the meanest message to her dad to stay out of her life, to effing leave her alone, that they need to take down Every post, every news story, every everything about her and Steven and the Gnostic cult and all of that. Or she'll disappear forever and they will never see her again. Oh, and that's like their worst fear. Absolutely it is. It's heartbreaking. And that is where we end episode one. 
episode two, we actually go back a little further and find out more about the family life so we can get into what was going on during that time. What the hell? It, I know. I'm so sorry. It's, it's cliff, just cliff, cliffhanger. It is... Y'all, it is such a good, I just never heard of it before. It's such a good documentary. So anyway, you probably hear our dogs barking. It's fine. You guys are used to it, I'm sure. (laughs) It's fine. So Chloe, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Chloe Diana. I don't think I have anything else I really want to plug. Yeah, not really. And then our podcast Instagram is True Crime Family Pod. We're on threads. Chloe had no clue what a thread was. I feel like I'm. It is Instagram's answer to Twitter. I, I like it so far. It's a little, it's fun. So, so our fun. threads, you just search True Crime Family Pod. It's the same thing there. Still have our same email, shannoninreality at gmail.com. We'll get it changed at some point. It's fine. But we've gotten a few reviews that have been good, but it would be really helpful really helpful if y'all would go to Apple and leave a written review or Spotify and you can leave the stars and it would just be so nice if you'd leave us a really happy five-star review and also we're going to have a contest coming up I've got this black Stanley cup it's really cool like you could put like a sticker on it my mama is so excited about this (laughs) we're gonna do a giveaway I swear to god if you don't leave a nice (laughs) leave a nice review so hard she works so hard and she does a great job and she deserves it so if you have anything mean to say I will Chloe really, will take care of it. I'll take care of it. So. Chloe's going to take care of it. I will. Chloe sticks up for her mama. I do. I love my mama. Yeah, oh, you're so nice. But we're going to do a giveaway. So I'll put all that information on our Instagram and probably probably threads. I don't know. And we're going to do a giveaway for a Stanley Cup. It's like a black glow color. And then one of our stickers for our podcast. You could put it on there or your computer, wherever. It's cute. You can put it anywhere. You can put it anywhere you want. I just thought it would look cool on the Stanley Cup because it's black. It would be very cool. All right, Chloe, that was fun, and we'll get going on this next one and get it out for y'all soon. So then after that, we're going to do mine. Exactly. Then we'll get into Chloe's. And that it's, one was good, too. It was very it good. Was, it is. <laughs> You're right. It was and it is. It was and it is. Yes. And it still is. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chloe. Till next time, y'all stay safe. Stay safe.